Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This boy's a second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello, and welcome to episode 813 of the Trinity Force podcast. I am your host today, Bomo, Bomo Sapien, and today I got two other co-hosts with me um first we have papa goose hello i made a mistake in the intro and so now i know 
It is indeed Papa Goose, not his previous name. Yeah. Or Fenrir. Formerly Fenrir. <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly known as, formerly formerly yeah. known as. <laughs> and we also have John. Hello. And today we'll talk about patch 13.12, not 8. Wow, I don't know why I'm thinking 8.13. That is a while ago. That's the episode. <laughs> uh, pretty... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably much where it's coming from. It's too many 13s. Uh, we're already off to a great start. Um, Eric's not here, so we're just off the rails at this point. Um, so before we jump into the patch, um, we'll start with John. How was your week? Been pretty good. I'm getting ready to move next week, so getting all ready for that. Um, but yeah, pretty tired, but but good. Not been playing. You... Been playing a little bit of league, not too much, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Are you moving far from where you're currently staying, or uh, is it a pretty short move? Uh, it's like relatively speaking, it's around like f- four hours away from where I live now, so a decent bit. That's still a trek because you have to pretty much pack up everything at one time. You can't do a couple trips here and there. Yeah, but. getting everything ready and doing all the moving things but Mm -hmm. yeah i think i just moved uh almost a month ago at this point so i know how tough it can be to move yeah but you're glad to be on the uh the other side of that one yeah for sure (laughs) um and then mr papa goose how have you been Uh, i've been good just working playing some solo queue when i can and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And you have a, a new favorite champion you've been spamming in solo queue, right? Yeah, just Nami. Fucking every game I can play her. Nami, yeah. And then I'm probably going to start playing some more Rakan, because I have a fucking disgusting win rate with him right now. It's like 73% over like 20-something games. And then uh, I'm going to bring Leona back into the pool here soon. That's pretty good. My my solo queue profile looks a uh, a little scuffed right now, so I've been keeping with my small champion pool of Yon, Diana, and I started incorporating Ari. And <laughs> after today, my Yon is at a fifty percent win rate with just one more win than loss. So that's that's not too good, I guess. But it has been, I would say, tougher in a lot of my games. <laughs> I feel like we, my team just ends up throwing all of a sudden, and I'm like part of it too. There's like a a game I had. I just I was up like four one, and I chain died like five times in a row, and it, <laughs> that was pretty brutal. But everything else is sort of decent. So Diana's a fifty five percent win rate over fifty eight games, and then Ari has a fifty four percent rate over thirteen. So I haven't played a lot of Ari yet, but. She is my third highest right now. And for my own win rate, for the number of games, I have 113 total games and I'm 57 wins and 56 losses. So it's it's not too great, but <clears throat> let's... So do you play... I feel like I am... Go ahead. Do you play Yon as like a lane bully or do you try and roam once you get six when you play Yon? So for a lot of the... The lane, um, I usually am 
wanting to first pick or blind pick my mid laner so my other teammates can have their uh, counter pick. So based on the matchups, I'll try to figure out how to play that specific lane, mainly because I think I have a pretty good understanding of how his laning works with a lot of champions. Like 113 games, right? That You see a lot of different laning opponents, and so you kind of learn a lot just from playing your your one champion. So I'll type my type to my jungler like um, this specific matchup. I might lose Pryo level two and three. So if you can cross map from their jungler, then that would be ideal because I can't really help for Scuttle. But uh, other times I'll be like, I can bully this person. Um, so go for Scuttle Crab or whatnot, and I can roam quicker to you. And I feel like that's been pretty helpful um i think what's happening for me in a lot of my games is i'm maybe over overcompensating i guess so i'm i'm trying to do too much trying to win the game and it ends up just losing the game for my team which i think is where i have to figure out I, i'm pretty lost in a lot of my mid games um that i play where the all the outer turrets are kind of broken and you're kind of just standing there not sure what to do you know you're like I, I'm afraid my teammates are going to fight, but I'm the stronger member of my lane counterpart. And so I feel like I should just be there hovering them, but the enemy laner is just farming away, just split pushing. And so I, that's where I think I really struggle right now. I don't really know how to play those specific scenarios, and I feel like I just throw the mid game like every game I play. I know John listens, but do you listen to like the Broken by Concept dudes? I do, yeah. I've been listening to for a while. I feel like if you got, like, because he play is it Curtis that plays mid? Yeah, yeah, he does. So he he always talks about Yon and Ari. So I feel like if you could get some reference points from him, he'd probably. Because that's uh, that's a big thing yeah, I hear him talk I... about with Yon is like, you, you a lot of the Yons get lost in the mid game because they don't know if they need to be with their team fighting or if they need to just be like split pushing, creating pressure. Yeah, I I was part of the the mid lane academy for a little bit oh, okay. um, last year, and then I took a lot of the resources and kind of applied it. So I was able to climb on my own pretty much. Um, so we'll see after this year to if I do end up climbing more. I have I am the highest I've ever been in my league. So I think I'm just kind of in the the stage where I've hit my max potential, and now I just have to like work on getting better. And I, I'm pretty stubborn with trying to do things maybe on my own, but if it doesn't work out, I'll probably look for more specific coaching. I think really my only goal is to just hit diamond, and I know with the new <laughs> ranked <laughs> changes coming up, it's going to be even harder, so we'll have to see. And I like Ari. Yeah. She has definitely easy, clear reference points. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really good at just understanding the like the first like 10 minutes, 15 minutes yeah. of the lane. Um, and I think my Ari's team fighting is a lot better just because of the range and the charm. But yeah, I do struggle a lot with like Diana and Yon in the mid game because I'm a melee champion, right? And yeah. I can't just yeah and, start fighting. And, and you're really honestly kind of squishy till you get some of that like sustain items or maybe like a tank item built yeah. in there. Yeah, the the nerf to shield bow really hurt Yon, I think. I, I, I actually don't know what to build. I'm just building random items every game, but... Um, Gale Force is super strong, but I'm even squishier than before, and so I think I have to just play like a a melee 
80 carry, which is a really weird way to play the game. <laughs> yeah, you're like sitting. It's just you really have hard to, to play you have to be aspect. like extremely yeah. patient. Yeah, which is not how Yone feels like he plays. No, right? You want a little bit more initiative when you're playing him, and it, it's tough if 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 you're trying to be the one initiating, but you can only go in, and then you have to snap snap back on your E if you do engage with your E, and just because you're so squishy now. So um, I think I just have to figure out how to play him now with these new item changes, but it definitely feels worse because I just get blown up. Any type of CC will just kill me because I don't have shield bow anymore. Um, you tried uh, static shiv on him? I did, like the first like, couple... When the, when the first patch first dropped, but it's still like the same issue. It's just the the inherent like squishiness of him because all of his abilities make him go in, right? So his Q3, his E, and then his uh, ultimate. And so that's where if I go in a little too early and my team is slightly behind me, then I just get stunned and then I die. <laughs> so it's definitely trying to figure out how to play more slowly in the mid game, I think. And then... I'm, I'm always taking TP. I I hardly take ignite anymore because I think uh, TP helps with some of the the lane disadvantages with some matchups. But I think maybe I might just have to go ignite again and just start snowballing my lane to try to get the game over quicker. Because I feel like when the game drags on, everyone gets stronger, right? So I have more potential to get blown up, and then. I get it's even harder for me to kill the tanks, so I think maybe I'll try running ignite for a bit to see if I can just make the game go quicker in general. Yeah. So that was our weeks, um, and then now we can jump into the patch. Um, who wants to start off with Ash? I can do Ash. So okay. yeah, I mean I think she, definitely think she needed buffs. She was. ADC was bad, um, but she's getting a buff to her passive. The bonus damage on her passive is going from 115% to 120, and then her volley, the W, is getting a buff on the physical damage, so it's up by 10 at every rank, um, so it was 10 to 70 before, and now it's 20 to 80. And then the damage on her R is getting a buff to the AP component, the scaling component. So it was 100% AP before, and now it's 120% AP. And then also there was a bug, I guess it's like a yeah bug fix for the, it's like a mid-patch, even though it was just released. But for Echoes of, um, with Ivern, apparently there was a bug with his W that would cause the the on hit damage on his W to only happen half of the time so <laughs> good that that is getting fixed because that's what he pretty much built I think every game Riot Games fun fundamentally working the way they wanted to yeah half the time 50% <laughs> of the you, time it works every time Yeah. do you think these base stats on the volley would make Ash support strong again? Uh, I mean, it's probably nice early, especially, but it's... Maybe not so much mid-game and late-game. Yeah, 
I think it's not too bad for... Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to make support Ash OP again or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, it's mainly she won't be too good because of the, the engaged supports are starting to find their way back in. She, I mean, she just gets one shot. Yeah. Well, with this new patch, Ash is sitting at a 52% win rate with a 9.2% pick rate, which I think is pretty absurd. Is that AD or support? Eighty. Okay. Ash. Yeah. She was really so bad before. The, the build is lethal tempo with uh, Gwynsy's Rage Blade. Apparently, she's super strong right now. So. Yeah, she's forty-five percent win rate support. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So don't play support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. That's okay. Second that's, to last of support. That's, that is fine with me. I'm not trying to play against yeah. or play it. I tried to play it because it was broken, but it is just not fun to play. Yeah. Papa Goose, you want to take on Gangplank? Yeah. So his E recharge rate has been decreased. It was uh, 18 seconds at all ranks, and now it's decreasing by rank from 18 down to 14 seconds. It'll just make like your mid-game, late-game Gangplank even more dangerous. I watched a clip in LPL today. Uh, I can't remember the top, the top laner for IG. I don't remember his name, but he like one shot the back line <laughs> with GP barrels. So I, I don't know if he necessarily needed the buff, but I mean, here you go. GP mains rejoice. Yeah, this is his second max, right? A lot of. Yeah, I believe, he, I believe he maxes. Second, so. He maxes Q, I think, for sure. Yeah. So mid game, for sure, you can definitely set up more or have more barrels available, which I think is. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like his barrels are already strong. Yeah, and my brother, he plays a lot of Gangplank. It, like, the only time he plays the game is if Gangplank's good. And uh, mm-hmm. I notice a lot, and it's probably, like, mismanagement of the barrels, but kind of, like, in those mid to late game fights, you just kind of run out of barrels, and then you're not really a champion anymore. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty much fishing for... For damage with your barrels right you're not really yeah and like i think per se in team fights yeah it's also like he has to have multiple barrels to be efficient in a fight he can't just use one yeah you gotta so, have two so, yeah. so, so you're like you're, you're rolling through those because what he stacks five as the game progresses he can get like five in a stack something like that four or five oh, i don't know actually I think it starts out at three and then it, it like scales to like five. I want to say, I'm not sure. I don't play Gangplank, but I mean, you go through two rotations and you're just not a champion anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll be able to do. I feel like with this, he'll just be able to do the, uh, like you were saying, like mid to late, he'll be able to do the phantom barrel thing more, like with the three barrels mm-hmm. where you put the two down and then yep. you hit them off and then put the third down right as it's going off. Yeah, so for Gangplank, uh, he can store three barrels at E level one and two, four barrels at uh, three and four, and then five barrels at max. Yeah, I I thought it charged up. Yeah, so as as you're able to store more barrels, the the recharge time is also going down. So we'll have to see how it plays in the mid game, but I guess you're having an easier time fishing for those barrel chain combos. Yeah, for sure. So the next 
champion that's getting adjusted is Gragas. So Gragas' passive happy hour, the cooldown is going from 8 seconds to 12 seconds, and then the mana cost of his Q is going from a flat 80 down to 80, scaling to 60 based on level. So <laughs> I think this is insane. I guess the idea... <laughs> I, I, I think so too. So the sustain itself is already strong, so capping the sustain time I think is good, but... The barrel cost just seems insane to me of how much mana you don't have to use anymore. Yeah, like he's already picked ban. thinking the same thing? Yeah, 100%. He's like picked ban right now, dude. The yeah. champ's insane. I don't understand why they, they nerf his passive and then give him an insane... I mean, 20 mana off it. This is your max. Your first max. So yes. level 9, right? You're getting all those? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of wild to me that they're going to... I think they get rid of this barrel roll change uh, next patch. Yeah, it's just it's just so toxic, right? You just run phase rush, you throw your barrel down, body slam them, and then you auto them, and then you walk away, but they're slowed because of the body slam, and as they're about to leave the barrel radius, you you click the barrel because it's been cooking, you know, on the ground, and it just, there's no counterpoint. He just runs away. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. There's some fat man so moving mock Jesus across the rift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Top lane Gragas, yeah, that sounds so fucking annoying. Yeah. I think mid lane Gragas, I don't know how, it depends if he's against other melees, but we'll have to see. I think he can come in the mid lane again. If you're maxing Q, then that's a lot of poke you can get off with your, your low mana cost barrels. Yeah, yeah, definitely not like, an adjustment. This is a buff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes even, like, before you would just, in some lanes, top lane, Greg, you would just start tier. And then, like, I mean, with this, like, I don't think you have to do that now. It's just, I don't know. That does seem pretty gross. Yeah. Um, another champion who is also broken and gross right now is Cassante. Um, so he is getting nerfed. Um, his E footwork, the cooldown, was 9 to 7 seconds based on level. Now it's increasing to 10.5 to 8.5 per level. I think it's needed. I think Cassante is just too strong too. Like It's kind of insane how much damage these champions are doing that are building tank like Gragas and Cassante. Um, more nerfs I think are needed. Yeah, I think this I, is a, I would a agree. good start. I mean, he's just a fucking... He's been a menace for so long, feels like. I just feel like if, like my laner, if they're playing against a Cassante, just always loses out like in the end against him. It feels like they just never win against him. And he's so hard to gank and kill. He's the like he's perfect so like, pro-play problem champion because he's 46% win rate in solo queue. Yeah, that's. That is pretty. I feel like that yeah. is. Just but he, not, but he's like hundred percent pro prevalence. Yeah, he's <laughs> super good. He's definitely one of those champs that scale with like Elo. I wonder what his like Masters Plus win rate is. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I can check his stats. It is. Looks like almost fifty percent Masters Plus. What I'm looking at. Oh, he's he's literally tier one, fifty two percent win rate. <laughs> Best champion in top lane, Masters Plus. And then in plat below, he's like the 
32nd best top laner. Yeah, 32. <laughs> <laughs> so that's insane. It's it's yeah, like Momo said, the Azir yes. treatment. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Like as you go up in rank, his win rate gets better, and so it's it's pretty funny seeing that's kind of like the the high skill cap champion that's hard to pilot in low elo, but if you're able to pilot him pretty good, he's popping off. Get like I guess the one thing I wonder about this is like why just Z? Like why just a second and a half on a Z? I feel like that's. There's a lot of other things. Yeah, I wonder that. Missed, I think, way worse on him. But yeah, the E is definitely yeah. pretty annoying. But well, it's it's they nerf him too much. He's it's... just going to be useless and like yeah. flat lower. Yeah. You know, like he can't be played. So I that that's just when they make these like hyper skill level champions, and then they they want to balance the game around pro play. It's just a very difficult line to walk. I guess because it also acts as an auto-attack reset, so they want to maybe have you auto-attacking resetting, or having auto-resets less often, but it's it's a difference of, what, a s one and a half seconds? But, yeah, I don't... It's pretty interesting seeing this change. I don't know if I align with it 100%. Yeah. The other thing I feel like is just, like... Like, his mana costs are just so low. Like, why does all his shit cost, like, other than, I think, his W. Like, everything just costs no mana for how good the it's abilities like, are. It's, it's all, like, like, 60 mana or less, it feels yeah. like. Like, his yeah. fucking E is 45 mana. <laughs> like, like, that's such a good ability. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Maybe his, they his need Q to hit the 15. mana numbers. Yeah. Goose, do you want to talk about Kaisa? Yeah, so their uh, AD growth increased. It's going from 2 to 2.6. I think this is just giving her a uh, faster breakpoint with her like Q Evolve. This is really all they're doing here. Have you seen a lot of Kaisa in your games? Um, I played with one the other day. I don't like Kaisa. <laughs> Not a fan. You have to play on such a knife's edge to play Kaisa. And you have yeah. to be like extremely aggressive. Because like... It feels like in order to pilot Kaisa properly, you have to know when to ult into their backline and just delete their backline. And if you can't do that, then because she, she's not like a front to back AD carry. She's pretty low range, other than her W. And yeah. Then, like, I also feel like to really just juice max value from her kid, you got to be playing with an engage support too. That can proc her. Yeah, hundred percent. Her passive and her. And uh, allow her to like R onto the back line properly. Like, and they have to know how to play around it too. But yeah, I mean, I feel like she's okay now. Like, I don't. I think she was pretty bad before. And also, wasn't it like the? It was like a weird cutoff on her, like Q evolve. I think that's like why they. Yes, yeah, what they're saying. Fifty percent right now. Okay. Like, it's probably pretty I guess, good. Uh, but. Yeah, I think there's just a lot better AD carries too. Is it the other thing? Yeah, I'm probably even if she's like numbers wise one of the better AD carries, she's just difficult to pilot. Like you really got to put in time to be good at Kaisa. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. That definitely has like a a high skill ceiling for sure for a champion. I think that's what makes it really good, but also pretty tough to play. Yeah, she's got decent build versatility too. Mm -hmm. But the next is Kha'Zix. His base AD is being decreased from 63 to 60. I mean, Kha'Zix has been super good for a while now. He's been, like, top five jungler for, what, like, two or three patches, I would say, before this one. Why does a champion that does so much damage early have 63 yeah. base damage? That's what I'm saying. Like, why the <laughs> fuck did he have 63 base AD, man? Like, just the insane. like he pushes it's Q like, and it just does half it, your health. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's insane, man. It's and insane. then, yeah, you would just go Q Evolve now after the... Q Evolve was the go-to after the, the nerf to the W Evolve. So, like, he just, like, mid-game, he just pushes Q... And it does, like, three-fourths of your fucking health if you're, like, a somewhat squishy champion. Yeah, hell, even if you're tanky, silly. he rips through you, man. It's Yeah. He's kind of insane, I mean. Yeah, it seems silly, because he could just, like, Q you R away, like, W R away, and then, like, just come back in with his Q again, since it's, like, a fucking three-second cooldown, and it just, yep. <laughs> it just deletes you. Like, it yep. just felt like there was not very much counterplay to it like he just did too no. much damage so i think this is definitely yeah. needed like he was i think before this patch he was sitting at like a 53 percent win rate like that character should never <laughs> be there i mean still, i was playing good i was playing nami the other day and i was red side and i was walking back into my tribe brush because i seen him in the river and i didn't want to get dove so i was trying to ward in that like brush that sits along the wall on the other side of Grump. <laughs> and I walk into my tribe brush and this dude jumps over the wall and just one shots me at like level eight. <laughs> I go. That, that, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> you know, it's broken when uh, in patch 1310, he had a 16% pick rate and had a 52% win rate. And then last patch, the ban rate went up to. Um, 50% ban in Platinum Plus. My gosh. <laughs> and he was yeah. still had a 15% pick rate and a 50% win rate. That's insane. insane. Like, even now on this yeah. patch, his fucking ban rate is yeah. still super high. Yeah. Like, that's just insane. I'm definitely contributing to that. He is 100% banned in yeah. my games. I, <laughs> I feel like all my games, we're just banning a bunch of junglers. Like, yeah. I have to ban Hecarim, Udir, Kha'Zix, just all these junglers who i hate playing against um from a mid lane perspective but yeah i just feel like a lot of junglers are just too good right now yeah they just do honestly, too much fucking damage yeah i'm honestly surprised that they did not like like i know they changed it just last patch but like rexai is so fucked right now <laughs> like that character is so yeah gross. when they gave her like, like the, the swinging the swinging damage with her you not the bite the like three autos or whatever yeah yeah and it's that just like insane. permanently up yeah it's just yeah she just she now. just max clears the fucking jungle yeah she's insane and goes bruiser now and is pretty tanky like yep oh my gosh dude that, that shit is so obnoxious to play against right now 
on this patch, Rex has a 55.5. <laughs> oh my gosh. God. No That's platinum way, plus. Dude. So fucked. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, Rex. She's 7.4% yeah. pick rate. Masters wow. plus, she's 59%. <laughs> oh my Jeez. god. Like, at least, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. It was just one patch ago, but like, dude, <laughs> this seems like a little bit too much. Like, especially when she's also tanky. Like, pretty tanky, because she goes bruiser now. So it's just, it feels pretty bad to play against. I play against it a few times, yeah. and like, it's just... Oh, she goes stride breaker, dude. That is yeah, so in a black obnoxious. Leap. Yeah. That is so obnoxious. Like, just gets so much ability haste, too. And just, is tanky, does a That's fuck insane. ton of damage. Like, I, I don't... If you know how to pilot the character, like, it's just so gross. It's so good right now. Yeah. Across all ranks, she has a 54% <laughs> That's like way too high, that, dude. Yeah, that, that is, is so it's high. It's insane. For Rexa, yes. Just... Okay, so that's my new band now. Moving <laughs> forward, unless my teammate hovers. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Do you want to cover Kogma too, John? Sure. Uh, so Kogma, his W base damage is being decreased. Um... It, the bonus magic damage, let's see, is going from, it was 3.5, uh, scaling to 6.5, now it's 3 to 6, um, so it's 0.5 at every level, but, I mean, I feel like that this character has also just been, like, the previous two patches, like, I think this is, th th this was the, th like, definitely a good start, uh, I still think Cogma was pretty good, especially with like, Lulu or. Dude, he is disgusting with Melio. Yeah, or yeah, I forgot about that. That's a really. I good played combo. against it the other day. There's like he went PTA. He was like level five, dude. Emilio just dropped that thing on me, and he went his uh, little thing that makes him give more range. He was like autoing me from half the lane the away. W. Yeah. Yeah, he's also like I don't know, oh man. This I'm like, how the fuck do I play against this? Yeah, to be a uh, the problem I had with it, like I think on this previous patch on thirteen eleven, he was hitting at like a fifty four percent win rate or some shit like that, and like gold plus, which and like a few times I played against it, and it was it just like that character should not do as much damage as he did early. Like, it just hits you from a mile away, like you were saying. And then just... I mean, it's point... Like, you just right-click someone. You push W and right-click someone, and you just do more damage than they do. Like, it's pretty stupid. Like, and also... Yeah, and they can't even touch just, you. Yeah. I mean, he's just a one-button champ. Like, I think he needs to be reworked. It's just... It's, in my opinion... Like, obviously, good Cogmas, like... Who are, like, weaving in all the the R's and stuff like that, like, in between their autos. But, like, I don't know, man. It really does feel like you just hit the carry. He builds one or two items. All his shit is, like, so cheap as well. Like, Runans was so good on him, too. But And then he just pushes W, hits you from a mile away, and, like, if he just gets three, two or three autos off on you, you just don't win the trade ever, it feels like. It just seems silly, but it definitely feels like it's getting into a a, a non-interactive play style, especially with Lulu or um, yeah. Leo supporting yeah. him. 
you can't you out trade empower him and then he just yeah he just has the extended range hits you a couple times and just walks away no matter who <laughs> you're you just are. like okay there goes I, I there goes a quarter of my health and then you do that trade like every 10 seconds and you're just dead <laughs> I, I i cannot think of a single person who can just out trade him like level one to yeah like to three even like i mean he's a i don't know when i think of kogma it's like a somewhat similar to twitch i guess like hyperscaling but like he just has i just feel like his range is too insane but i don't know they're like a a better vein almost where they don't have like the super weak early game they have a pretty decent early and mid game and they just end up popping off at the late game anyways yeah yeah like this character gets two items and he is just like exodia it's (laughs) absurd how much damage he does Riot. Papa Goose, do you want to do the next three? Yeah. <clears throat> so Lucian's passive damage is decreased and then the activation conditions are adjusted. So the vig- vigilance damage is going from 14 plus 20% AD to 10% plus 15% AD. So pretty decent nerf there. And then his conditions. Or when Lucian is empowered by another ally, his next two basic attacks will deal bonus magic damage. To now, when Lucian is healed or shielded by an ally, or when a nearby enemy champion is immobilized, his next two basic attacks will heal, will deal bonus magic damage. So they're just making it to where Lucian doesn't have to play with Nami every single game. You can actually play with like Nautilus or Leona. Which if you think about it, he probably should be played with engaged supports, like the way he plays the game. It would just kind of make more sense. But at the same time, they didn't remove the healing or shielding aspect of it, so the Nami-Lucian combo is still going to be just as good as it was before. He's just going to do a little bit less damage. Yeah. I think it maybe is helpful, right? So a lot of the, the Lucian's build... Uh first strike right they yeah they, they all go build? first strike or, or they, they, sh- they should like go PTA. first strike if they don't they're trolling okay. that's what i was thinking because i feel like that just in itself does so much damage right you just empower him with melio or nami or someone they just proc first strike with all of their passive damage i feel like he does a, a lot of damage i think when he was released it was like a a type of lane bully mid mid game champion but now he feels like he scales a lot better i wonder if it's hopefully this kind of maybe tones it down um, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. It feels like a lot of eighty carries definitely feel pretty good right now. Yeah, they definitely yeah. do a lot of damage for sure, and I think they did a good job of kind of like what we were talking about when we were first looking at the items. Of they do feel squishier. So I mean, that's good because <laughs> you see eighty carries that just like face tank the other team and just kill them all. <laughs> Because they have so much life. I will steal. say Zeri does feel pretty tanky right now. Yeah, they changed her, so that build's dead, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's in this patch. So I think yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah, it is. Okay. The Zeri Yumi combo. Very fun yeah. and interactive. <laughs> yeah. And then Do you want to do Lulu? Yeah, sorry. I was texting my wife. Lulu, her base armor is decreased, and then her passive magic damage on her E has... Wait. Passive magic damage decreased, and then E shield value increased. 
So her base armor is going from 29 to 26. The magic damage that she does is going from 15 to 117 based on level to 9 to 111 based on level. And then the E shield value is going from 75 to 215 plus 55% AP to now it's going to be 75 to 235 plus 55% AP. Um, uh, this is a buff. <laughs> they made her a little weaker early with the uh, armor stats, but the shield value is huge. She maxes this first. <laughs> you're just giving a free 235 damage shield without counting any of the AP that you're getting. I mean... Yeah, I, th I thought that was interesting. I the th the thing about it is is like so the E does the damage if you cast it on an enemy but if you cast it on the ally it gives a shield you never cast this on an enemy outside of laning phase <laughs> ever like I've never ever done that and this just incentivizes Lulu to sit even further behind her team and just sit there and shield her team it's actually pretty interesting. Like, apparently, support Lulu <laughs> only has a forty-six percent win rate with this patch, and the last patch she had a forty-seven percent win rate in Diamond Plus. So, across all ranks, she's at a forty, almost just barely forty-eight percent win rate. I feel like she feels stronger than that, but I don't. I don't know. But apparently, she's not winning a lot. Yeah, I think the problem with Lulu is uh, people don't like understand that she's not meant to be up in the front line shielding people. Like she's more of a true back line. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to buff up my ADC and nobody's going to touch them. But she has the polymorph. She has the wild growth. Now she has a, a 300 damage shield that she gives at level 9 with AP scaling. We'll have to see yeah yeah but apparently she's not doing too good but maybe people just don't have a player as you were saying yeah i hate playing lulu she's boring so then on emilio uh base armor decreased armor growth decreased and then passive empowered attack damage decreased so his armor is going from 28 to 26 armor growth from 4.9 to 4.6 and then the passive fired up Empowered attack damage is going from 15 to 35% based on allies level down to 15% AD based on allies level. That's a pretty big nerf. Yeah. Yeah, I think this, this is, is... I think a good change good. overall. Like, <laughs> I, there, I remember, like, in the last, like, week or so, there was one time I was playing a normal game. I was playing Ezreal. Did this, like, the ADC was just, like, hitting the wave. Milio just walks up to me. I mean, he, he just hits me with his one damaging ability and his passive, and then I just, like, auto-Q, auto-him, proc PTA, and his shit still does more damage than me. And then he just, like, out-sustained, like, healed back, and, like, once his, uh, he got to level 3, like, he just instantly got, and he had fucking Guardian, so it was like, I just did zero damage to him. And he just walks up, hits me with one ability, and autos me, and does way more damage than I do. That just seems silly. I think it seems pretty significant for this change. Um, last patch, he was at about a 52% win rate. 
and this patch he's dropped just below 50% win rate. So it seems like it is pretty pretty big changes. Yeah. And then the next champion who's getting a buff is Nasus. So his passive Soul Eater. The lifesteal is increasing from 9, 14, 19% based on your level. So it's like 1, 11, and 16, I believe, um, to now 11, 16, and 21% lifesteal. And seems like a lot of lifesteal in general. 11% lifesteal seems pretty good, especially if you're just under turret farming. <laughs> Um, and especially later on when you get 21% um, when you hit level... Is that 11 or is that level 16, the 21%? And then another buff he got is his R, Fury of Sands. The cooldown is a, went from a flat 120 to 120, scaling down to 80. I feel like this is a pretty big, pretty big buff where... It's 40 seconds off his R when you're level 16. Yeah. Seems I think he needed good. a buff. Like, I've, I've not seen this champ, like, at all in top mm -hmm. lane. It's really weird, though, too, because, like, even if you fall behind, the wither in itself is just so strong. Like, I, I don't know why people aren't playing him. I think the wither is just too good. Um, and I found the, the level scaling on his passive, so it's 11% at level 1, 16% at level 7, and then 21% at level 13. Yeah. Damn, he gets that pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. So once you max your second ability, he will have 21% lifesteal. And it does scale with his Q stacks too, so he's able to heal a, a, a pretty good chunk of health. Yeah, and he goes divine. Mm-hmm. For even more yep. healing. <laughs> well, that's the thing about his ulti, too, is uh, he gets 100 haste pretty fast, so you're going to get this down to, like, 40 mm -hmm. seconds, level 16. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure his ult lasts 13 seconds, and it goes on cooldown when you cast it. What? Uh, he, yep, he's empowered for 15 seconds. 15 actually. seconds, so I mean, even crazier. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to have can, pretty with, high uptime yeah. on that. I mean, and also when he's ulting, his Q cooldown goes down. So, I mean, you can really split push. A whole Breaker Gnosis build would be probably pretty good. You can, yeah, based on how much uh, ability haste you have, you can almost ult every minion wave. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> sounds Yeah, that does insane. sound pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> When do you fight okay. him? Like, yeah. <laughs> Quick, there's no minion away. Fight him right now. <laughs> and then Riot's also trying to bring back Orianna. Another buff to our ultimate. I think this is the third or fourth buff to our ultimate where the damage was 250 to 450 plus 90% AP. Now um, 250 to 550 plus 95% AP. I think there's going to be a point where... Orianna's just an ult bot, and then you just do so much damage. 550 base damage just on level 3 ultimate just sounds disgusting. 
She's just With almost a hundred percent AP. She's just one shotting <laughs> people, pressing R. <laughs> yeah. The sick, the three K Elo Shockwave, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's time to bring back the Oriana mid. I played a lot of Oriana, but now maybe, maybe if I just have to press one button, it'll make my life a lot easier. So maybe I'll start playing her again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's like, just when she's like good too. It's very annoying in lane. Like it just feels. <laughs> so bad to if you just get yeah. are getting smacked by that combo with electrocute constantly you're just it just is super scary but yeah mm -hmm. her ult is if you get some good ults off in these like mid game fights man like at dragons and stuff it does sound pretty gross yeah do you want to do rel john yeah uh, so, they're doing a good bit of changes to Rel again. Let's see. Um, they're making it so her, for her base stats, the default adaptive force stat is being changed from AD to AP. Her Q, Shattering Strike, the cast time is going down by 0.1 seconds from 0.5 to 0.4. And then the damage, um... Is going down on the magic damage is going down on it from 70 scaling to 230 to 60 to 220. Um, they're changing the monster damage a little bit too because I actually saw a little bit of jungle rel because um, it was for a jungle monster damage with their Q is 300% of the base damage. Now they're making it scale from 150 to 430. And then her W, the magic damage. It's getting a little nerf. It was 70 to 190. Now it's going to be 60 to 180. And then similar changes with the jungle monster damage. I don't know why they ever made it like just 300% on every one of her abilities. But uh, yeah, that's 125 to 225 now on the W to monsters. And then on the, the mount up portion of it. It's going from 300% base damage to jungle monsters to 55 scaling to 275. And then her E is getting a little bit of a nerf as well. With the magic damage going from 35 to 95. And it used to be or plus 4% of the target max health. And now it's 25 to 65 with 3% of the target's maximum health. More nerfs to her jungle monster damage. And then... They're capping her E monster damage on her E to 150. So, little nerfs, but yeah, I think she was really strong after the changes. So, probably needed it. What do you think, Goose? Um, I seen a thing today on Twitter that she has been changed to like 40 something times in the last week and a half. <laughs> Since like, they, they released her, fucking uh, everything on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I think it's pretty insane that they gave her three hundred percent base damage on all of her abilities to jungle monsters. Yeah, that just Didn't seems they, silly. Uh, the last time we did this, uh, we had Morgana and Rumble Jungle in every single fucking game. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's like, do they really not have the time to test some shit like this before they just throw it out there onto the rift? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Jungle Rail a little bit, and 
Like, not in my games, but I saw some people playing it, and... I mean, it definitely didn't look troll. <laughs> That's for sure. I've seen a video of her Her W crash down plus Q plus smite did like 3.5k damage. Good lord, man. To Baron. To Baron. That's fucking <laughs> insane. What? Yeah, good luck. So, this patch... Rel is at a 55% win rate this patch. My so gosh. The number one ranked support for 13-12. What the fuck? Jungle isn't too strong, but the, the support... Definitely looking pretty good with uh, Glacial Augment. Apparently all of our lockdown is super good now, so we'll have to see where she ends up performing. Yeah, I feel like that with Samira is so fucking good. That combo is so oppressive mm -hmm. in lane, man. Yeah, I feel like Kai'Sa would pair really well with yeah. Rel. Rel this strong yep. in support. For sure. Goose, do you want to take on the rumble changes? Uh, yeah, I'll go for it. So base stats, his base health is going from 659 to 625. Health growth, 99 to 105. And then health region, 8 to 7. And then the passive, Junkyard Titan. So his maximum heat is going from 100 to 150. The danger zone is 50 plus, which stays the same as it was before. The overheat monster damage cap goes from 80 to now at 60 to 150. Overheat attack speed 20% to 80% based on level to now 50% to 130% based on level. And then the overheat duration is going down from 5.25 to 4 seconds. The Q flame spitter magic damage is increasing. It's now 135 to 195 plus... Uh, 6 to 10% of target max health and 110% AP. And then the minion damage modifier is 60 to 80 to now 55 to 75%. And now the monster cap on percent health damage is new, 65 to 300 based on level. The W scrap shield, the shield value is now 25 to 145 plus 4% of maximum health plus 25% AP. The Electro Harpoon, the heat generated, is going from 10 to 20. And then the Ult Equalizer's cooldown is being increased to now 130 to 80 seconds from 100 to 70 seconds. That's a lot going on there. Yeah. I, yeah, my... Um, I think that these are definitely some pretty big changes for him because the, the maximum heat change is pretty big. Um, I don't think he's going to be like OP in jungle like he was at one point. I think the Q having the, the max health now um, is pretty significant. Because that, like that, I mean, that's what you max first on him. and It seems pretty good for his, his landing. And also, if you're playing top rumble, seems like it'd be pretty good for a tank matchup. Um, I think that his, like, I, I don't know, I was talking to Bomo about this um, last night, like, I've always felt like his old, for how impactful it is, is, was on, it was just on such a low cooldown, and then he just builds, like, Night Harvester or Proto Build, and, it, like, you just, it feels like you permanently have it up, it's like 40 sec, 37 seconds or something like that, but... I think that was a good change. I think overall, 
pretty good changes. Like, I don't think he's going to be, like, super OP or anything, but I think for people who are good with Rumble, I, I don't know. He seems just okay still to me. Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because he, he does have some really bad matchups too. So. Mm -hmm. I can see him being a pretty big, like, niche counter to a lot of tanks i feel like he would do well into like orn scion uh and those types of champions i might play around with him and like flex if i see a galio or something but it's really interesting like the heat change right so now you have a maximum heat of 150 but your danger zone is still 50 heat so you can potentially stay in your 50 heat forever and not overheat <laughs> if you're if you're uh staggering your abilities enough which i feel like is in itself really strong and then you can decide to to just press all your buttons to overheat and just auto people down and i feel like that in itself is also really good because if you get 50 percent attack speed when you overheat level one that just i don't know that just seems like a lot a lot of attack speed for just not having abilities right you just use all your abilities at the start and then you've lowered their MR with your harpoon. You can just like keep hitting the. <laughs> I think though the increased max heat damage. though is going to yeah. be it's going to be difficult for him to overheat. Like he definitely can't do it level one, and he probably can't do it until he's level three. Just, I think just all based his... on like how it, it kind of mm -hmm. functions. Yeah, yeah. It works, yeah, I think it it was like I feel like it will. It's just going to be, like, a little bit of adjustment, too, with that, right? Because, like, I feel like a lot of people who played a lot of Rumble had a really good feel for what combo will put you, like, where um, as far as, like, your heat and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it will feel a little weird. But I hope this isn't a thing where it's just a, a full tank Rumble build, you know? Like, because... The maximum health shred on the Q just sounds so disgusting. And that's not really scaling with AP, right? That's that's just based on the target's maximum health. So if you're just full tanky and your shield also now scales with your max health, there's some weird like full tank rumba build that starts happening that's coming up out of nowhere. I'm thinking you could go scary. Conqueror, Riftmaker into Abyssal Mask, and then Demonic. Mm. Yeah, just for all the burn damage and like resistance to shreds. Could be good, yeah. Definitely might play around with him a little bit. We'll see. These numbers just seem so broken, but the stats don't correlate with that, so we'll have to see what happens. I might try it out and just see for myself. The next champion is Rise, so now he's getting a buff. Um, his maximum mana increase is 6% mana per 100 AP to now 10% um, maximum mana per 100 AP. And so this inversely buffs his Q because his Q damage correlates to how much mana you have. And then now his E damage is going from 60 to 180 um, plus 45% AP plus 2% bonus mana. I guess all of his spells now worth mana, I think, after the rework. I think that's what it is but mana does play a huge part
heart and now it's 60 to 180 so the base damage on it is still the same but now it's plus 50 percent ap and two, plus two percent bonus mana and the missile speed of e went up from 3500 to 4000 so i guess that means it spreads even quicker now um if you're able to bounce the the e i haven't seen a lot of rise so i can't really comment but i do feel like mages in general are pretty weak right now yeah the games just seem so fast to me it's hard for mages to scale up yeah for sure Um, the next champion who got a adjustment, I guess, um, is Sivir. So her base attack growth is decreasing from 2.8 to 2.5 um, per level. But her W ricochet, the bounce damage went from 25 to 45% AD to 30 to 50% AD. So uh, making her be a stronger champion with her W up. Um, but at the same time, lowering her overall um, damage growth. Um, so she can't just do a bunch of damage with her regular autos, I guess. I guess that's what they, they, they want you to play around the ricochet, I guess that's what it seems like. Yeah. I, I thought it could be a silver. I just, like, I think the item changes were also not so good for her. Was the other thing. But I haven't played much of her with the... The new items, but that just what is what my initial impression is. Because I feel like, um, like before, old shield bow was was good for her. Kraken was super good on her. Um, I mean Gale Force too, but I I feel like now let's see, it looks like you just go Navari as your mythic, which I don't know, like. It feels like your W is already up a good amount, but I, I don't know. I think she's still just okay. Yeah, it, it's like hard to comment on all these champions that you really rarely see, right, in, in the game. Yeah. So it's just Riot's data that's trying to, to make these small adjustments. So, yeah, again, another champion I haven't seen too much of, so we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Which one of you guys wants to take on Yumi? I'll do it. So W is the best friend bonus is going from 10 to 20% heal and shield power based on ally level down to 5 to 15% based on spell rank. So it's no longer affecting based on what level your ally is, which I thought was stupid to begin with. Now it's going to be based on her having the magics, this ability. Uh, Izumi's shield value is going from 90 to 210. Plus 30% AP to now 80 to 180 plus 30% AP. And the attack speed buff was 35% plus 8% per 100 AP to now scaling up to 35% from 25% plus 8% per 100 AP. And then the R final chapter heal per hit is going 35, 65 plus 15% AP down to 25, 55 to plus 15% AP. I don't know. I mean, this this champion is just going to be permanently a problem. I think so too. Um, it's it's interesting how they're shifting to a lot of um, ability ranks, and I I think that's probably the best way to to make her harder to play, right? Because you need a lot of the experience, and 
as a support, right, you're usually pretty low level and you don't have a lot of abilities maxed out. And so I assume Q is usually the first max on Yumi. And so now W is pretty much not scaling at all unless you level it second. Um, I feel like it also helps prevent, like, just her jumping on the fed jungler. And if they're ahead... Mm -hmm levels like it just doesn't matter for her as far as her w goes yeah so so last patch she was at a 50 percent win rate um and now this patch she's at a 44 percent win rate oh. six percent <laughs> win rate hit so hopefully we never see her again but maybe she ends up being like one of those toxic pro champions kind of like the the cassante and gragas that we have been noticing I think I have a way to fix this champion permanently. <laughs> and it's not like deleting her. Does it involve her. removing her? No. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, okay. Slightly, it does slightly involve removing her. I think they just need to permaban her from pro play and not allow her to be played whatsoever. And then balance her around low elo. I wonder if Rai would ever do that, just permanently ban a champion from They just they disabled like, her for fucking MSI. You know, it's it's not that hard. Mm. <laughs> I just think this champion is, true, yeah. is going to be a permanent problem for the rest of the time of this game as long as she is allowed to be played in pro play. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because like the, the main thing I think about Yumi is all supports in pro play, the the high tier supports they are like the shot callers for the team. So you give them a champion mm -hmm. like Yumi where they no longer have to function input commands anymore. They don't have to do it. Now they can solely focus on macro of the game. Full chess master mode, just overseeing everything S and not seriously. actually doing anything. <laughs> I, I really think this champion needs to be removed from pro play, and it's the only way that she will ever be in a decent spot. I also... The Locked. other thing I think is super annoying about her is that she can just she just doesn't have to take flash, so she can just take like exhaust, Ignite exhaust. and be two, so two fucking combat annoying. Yeah. Spells, make it even yeah. more yeah. annoying. That's like the one thing I because it completely hides her early game, right? Because yeah. you can't fight them. They have exhaust, ignite, heal, maybe ghost on ADC or cleanse, and they have cleanse. So good luck fucking hitting them because they're just gonna cleanse your CC ability. Mm -hmm. And then you go in and try and fight him, and she's just going to exhaust your ADC. And now you're ignited, right? So I, I don't know. It's just such... She is such a fucking problem. And yeah, it, it's just... We're going to be in this constant ebb and flow of her either being dog shit terrible or the most broken champion in the game. Yep. Yep. And I think it's... Because she's just stats. That's all she is. She's just stats. Or summoner. <laughs> Basically, I don't know. I fucking hate this champion. And I I understand that the like community just wants her removed, but it's just the only way the champion's ever gonna be good is if she's taken away from the game. She's just too toxic for the game, in my opinion. Yeah. And her partner in crime also got adjusted. <laughs> so Zeri, her movement speed was. Increasing now from 330 to 335. Um, her passive living battery, um, they now remove not so fast. So the passive where Zeri steals 45% of the shields, 
She damages and gains 10% movement speed for 2 seconds whenever she receives a shield has been removed. And now the Q passive is now her new passive. So the burst fire passive has been moved to her main passive. And now her Q, uh, burst fire, um, the original passive is moved. And now the Q no longer activates Sheen. So... The Triforce build is completely dead because you can't proc Sheen anymore um, with your regular Qs. Um, your, your empowered auto attacks still proc the Sheen, but not your normal burst fire auto attacks. And then on her E, the maximum on-hit critical strike multiplier is increased from 65 to 85%. So definitely trying to shift her more into a, a glass cannon 80 carry that's more crit and attack speed focus instead of full bruiser items and just running around everywhere unable to be hit <laughs> that still does a lot of damage yeah i mean i feel like this is similar to yumi and like this character is either just insanely strong or just fucking terrible and there's really just no in between also like why the fuck was sheen ever <laughs> a thing on her fucking autos like that's just that seems silly to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, I was, and the other thing is we, it seems like, when she's good, it's always there's, like, a bruisery build on her that is really strong. And I feel like that is just super frustrating with how fast she is, like you, you were saying. Like, that, like... Did you see the I, what's Pays the Pentakill? <laughs> what's that? In LCK? The Pays no. Pentakill, the Genji ADC? No. <laughs> so they're, like, fighting in the river, right? And this Zeri was, I'm not kidding, CC'd for three and a half seconds. <laughs> Lived. And then did 10k damage to get a pentakill. Good lord. That's insane. Yeah, and It's that just, I don't thing. know. <laughs> I think she needs to get the pike treatment to where she can't build health. Mm -hmm. and That'd be pretty interesting too if they did more champions like pikes inherent kit where you can't stack certain mm -hmm. uh yeah. stats and so you end up having to to shift the power with some of the items you buy which can be pretty interesting yeah i just think they should make it to where she can't increase her health from what her base health is like pike and that would just like solve all of the problems of these tanky zarya builds now that you mentioned something like that i wonder if we can do that to yumi like you make her so she doesn't gain extra HP, but she shares HP with whoever ally she's jumped on. And if the ally dies, she dies too. So the only way she doesn't die is she has to jump off. I wonder if that's some sort of thing you can do. I, I think she should function like Kled and Scarl, where she's Scarl's HP. Mm. and She's knocked off after a certain... That'd be no, and she just too. dies. Like, if you do the damage to the carry oh. and you do enough damage to kill the Yumi, the Yumi dies before the ADC takes any damage. Hmm. That could be pretty good too, yeah. Like it's already coded in the game as Scarl, so I don't see why they. I'm sure it'd be difficult. I'm not saying that would be easy. I'm sure it would be a coding nightmare, but yeah. Right. When you're listening to this podcast, just make sure you take all of our ideas and then <laughs> make it happen. Because these sound pretty good to me. <laughs> so those were the the champions of patch 13.12, and now we can quickly go over some of the item changes. Um, First one is Ardent Sensor. Um, the 
Sanctify on hit damage was 15 to 30 base on level. Now it's a flat 15. So now it's not going to be increasing damage as you level up. Is this a first rush item now, or this is it, would it be useless now if you're? It's it's actually hit pretty hard. Um, early because it got nerfed last patch too. Yeah, it's not really. It's more of like a a convenience item at this point, where you're like maybe your two items as a support already, two and a half items. Like say you got your vigilant wardstone mm-hmm. completed because that should be your third item every game as a support. But we can talk about that later. Um, it's more like if you have... I mean, even if your ADC uses attack speed, I think you really need to have like two or three people on your team that are attack speed users before you even think about buying this over something else. Yeah, I think it's pretty much non-existent now. It just seems like if you're not rushing it, then it's kind of pointless to build, maybe. Um, but I guess that leaves room for other support items to start coming into to the yeah. meta. Uh, I guess I can talk about the next three, because it's pretty much from a, a Yom perspective. Um, so B BT... Bloodthirst increased by 200 gold, so now the final build cost is 3,400 gold. I hate it. It makes items more expensive now. <laughs> Gale Force, the attack damage was reduced from 55 to 50, and the active damage um, was 150 to 350 base based on levels 8 to 18, plus 200% critical strike. And now it's the same 150 to 350 levels 8 to 18. And now it does plus 45% bonus 80. So I think this is what's hurting me a lot too is before the damage was based on your crit chance. And so with the way Yasuo and Yon's crit multiplier worked is they got more crit for the amount of crit they had. So the Gale Force was doing a lot of damage. But now that's bonus 80. So you have to build more damage now to try to do more execute damage which it's tough because right the the whole survivability issue i was talking about in the beginning so you just even more of a glass cannon for a melee champion um but with shield bow it did get a buff so the lifesteal increased from seven percent to ten percent um so maybe i'll start building shield bow with gale force and see what happens i feel like i'm missing a lot of attack speed from this build though so maybe i'll kind of bridge that gap by building like a zeal or um some of the other attack speed items and just sitting on the component while i finish up these two items do you guys have any thoughts about the the these 80 carry items yeah i guess with the bloodthirster i played a decent bit of graves and he uh, i know he was building this it's like a third item it was really good on him um you would just get so much extra ad because you would I mean, you would usually be above, a lot of times, I mean, when you're getting your full grit stacks, um, you're going to be above 50% HP, and you're, like, when you're cleaning your jungle, you're just, like, permanently full HP, pretty much, so, it was really good on him, because he just got, it was really good scaling, I mean, he likes lifesteal, the crit is really nice, and then he would just get a bunch of free AD, um, and then same 
with uh with Rengar. Like Rengar before it was a really good like fourth item for him because with your passive stacks and then with um like your your clear is pretty healthy if you're doing it properly. If you're starting red side, which you usually do, but you would just get so much AD. So I mean like late game you're just ulting and you're gonna be above fifty percent HP most of the time. You're old like ninety plus percent of the time you're ulting, I feel like. And then I mean you just it just helps the one shot even more. So I feel like this is just a super expensive item now, just in general, like for anybody too. So I think definitely makes the shield bow more attractive. Um Yeah, I don't know about I mean Gale Force I think it's just been really good. I can definitely see how that would be. That could really hurt um Yoni Yasuo with the change to how the um the active damage works with crit. And it being bonus A D now. But But yeah, I mean I I felt like Gale Force was still like the go to marksman mythic in general. So I don't know. I just don't know how to like I think other than Gale Force, like, and I mean, this might be a, a hot take, but I, like, it just seems like the other mythics are still kind of meh, like, other than Gale Force. But maybe this makes IE better in Nivori. I don't know. I just feel like everyone built Gale Force. I agree. Yeah, it's. It seems like they they tried to adjust some of the items, but it just seems like the other ones just aren't up to par with Gale Force. I feel like the utility and the damage from the Gale Force is just so good. Um, I've actually had a lot of fun playing it on Yon, but again, my my issue is survivability. Papa Goose, you want to take on the next two support items? Yeah. So Imperial Mandate, the coordinated fire application is going from thirty five, seventy five, and then level one through eighteen. Now it's going from 40 to 60, from level 8 to 18. Coordinated fire proc, 70 to 150, level 1 to 18, to now 80 to 120, from level 8 to 18. And then coordinated fire movement speed bonus, 20% to 25%. Uh, big nerfs needed. Uh, I've been building this item first on Nami every single game. It's kind of disgusting. They're basically just making it to where... You can't really, like, it's not really worth it to rush it because you're not really scaling anymore. And then it's just overall worse on all the damage applications. Is this like a second item? Yeah, this is usually it's, it's getting moved to a second. It, it was for most champions a second item, for but for Nami in particular. It was just... It was a first item. Yeah, the damage output that you would do with Imperial just completely outweighed how much damage and healing you would do with Echoes. It, it, mm -hmm. was, it was kind of absurd. Like, I'd get... I would build this first, and some games... If it was, like, a 25 to 28-minute game, Imperial Mandate was doing, like, 8 to 10k damage in a game. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, now you would... I would say it's probably better to go Echoes first now on Nami in particular and then the Mandate. 
And then every other champion that builds mandate, just keep it the same. Go second item. Uh, I'm still going to try it first item because you still get the, like your five bonus damage higher to start with. If that makes sense. Like now it's 40 instead of 35 to start, but you don't scale up at all in between those levels. Mm -hmm. So I, I would need to do the math of seeing where the break point would be different because you're, I don't know, you're probably not till level six and a half before you're probably finishing this item as a support, depending on how the game goes. I mean, you might get it before level six, so I'll have to do some number crunching to see if it's still worth it to build. Plus, I mean, it does less damage, so it'll be interesting to see. And then uh, Moonstone, the heal is going from 20 to 40% based on allies level 1 through 18 to now just flat 35%. No ally levels. Uh, shield, 30 to 40% based on ally levels. Now to just flat 40%. Uh, same target heal bonus, 15 to 30% based on ally level. Now to just a flat 25%. Same target shield bonus, 20 to 30% based on allies level. Now it's just a flat 30. And then mythic passive, 5 ability haste to now 5 heal and shield power. I don't build this item. I don't play champions to build it because Soraka is probably the only one that builds it because Echo's just, it's pretty close on the healing spectrum of what it does to Moonstone, but Moonstone doesn't do damage. So yeah, I feel like Echo's you're not just like, a, yeah, and you're just getting, you're dipping into both things with Echo's. Like if you're, I think Raka is probably the only Raka and maybe Sona, but Sona probably still builds Echo's. I think Moonstone is just a Soraka item. It's just a healing specialty. I don't like the mythic passive change, though, from the ability haste to the healing shield power. Not a big fan. They took all the ability haste from the support items, so getting it is pretty difficult. Yeah, I'll do Phantom Dancer. Yeah. You want to do the other? Yeah. You can, you can finish out the rest Alrighty. of it pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, the Phantom Dancer is getting a little buff. The attack speed is going from 30 to 35%. I don't think this... I mean, it's nice. I don't really think it changes a whole lot. I think a lot of the meta AD carries don't build this item anyway. So, And then Rapid Fire, the Energized damage is going... Um, is going... Or it's just getting nerfed. Or I guess adjusted. It used to be 60 to 140 based on level, and now it's just a flat 60. Um, and then Static Shiv, Energized Damage, um, 80 to 190 at level 7 to 18, and it's getting changed to 100 to 180 from level 6 to 18. Um, yeah, I think Static Shiv was just still a little underwhelming. Kind of like you were talking about, Bomo, but some small changes to the Energize items and then Phantom Dancer. I feel like Phantom Dancer is just non-existent. It's just so much better stuff that AD carries are building right now. Yeah, I, just by reading this, I'm kind of thinking about maybe my own build now. So I'm, I'm thinking about going Zerker Greaves, Gale Force, maybe a potential Zeal. And then from there, building Shield Bow. Because um, Shield Bow's shield doesn't start increasing until level 12. So I think maybe that's 
maybe I'll try that build out and see how it goes, but maybe rounding out that zeal for a Phantom Dancer as my third item, and I'll report back to see how it feels. Um, they made an adjustment to overheal, um, so now instead of a shield value of two to 300 based on level, it's now 11% of maximum health. Uh, I don't... I haven't... Do people go overheal? I feel like I haven't really... Well, I guess I can't really see what kind of runes like, they're running unless I like, check. Like, I guess the game. The thing the I can speak to with this is, and I think this is partially what it was intended for. Like, so for example, on like Kindred and Graves, you could go Green Smite and then go Overheal, and then like because it was based on level, right? You just once you get your full Smite, like your shield is absurd. It, it would be like a. 200 plus damage shield that you just permanently have just from you clear like one camp and you just have a fat shield so that was that was probably a little op because I, I used that a good bit and it was definitely felt pretty strong also aphelios abused the fuck out of this mm-hmm <laughs> I think they said technically Aphelios gets more shielding levels 1 through 5, but it'll fall off now significantly once he's past that level threshold. Cool. Um, some system changes. Mid lane. So mid lane minions are now worth the same amount of gold as to other lanes. So yay. Thank you. I guess that kind of helps. Um, especially with the buffs to Lost Chapter. Mages might be starting to see its way back. I know some mages are kind of coming back, like Anivia. Um, who else is? Am I seeing on the up and coming from mid lane mages? Uh, Cass is apparently doing pretty good right now too. Syndra. Um, Syndra's act. I guess it is a fifty percent win rate right now. Um, but yeah, the highest ones are like Cass, but. She builds Rod, I think. Rod of Ages, so she doesn't really need the Lost Chapter. But Nico, Anivia, and Vex all build uh, Lost Chapter. So we'll probably start seeing them. And I feel like these mid mid-range mages, once they start taking over the meta, it's kind of the long-range mages like Syndra, Victor, um, and Orianna coming in to kind of be the, the gatekeepers of the long-range mages. And then that's when my time comes with my... Diana and Yon <laughs> back in the meta. Um, and because of last patch's buff sharing, um, they're reducing red buff damage. So the damage was 6 plus 6 times your level, um, 12 to 114. And now it's 6 plus 4 times level, 10 to 78. Is this, I assume this is per level, not, or is this level of the buff i'm like confused by what this number means here yeah I, it has to be champion level right that's damage per champion level or so it's like six plus six times your champion level plus i i don't know this is super confusing i would say it's probably your champion level yeah okay yeah so at level 18 instead of doing 114 extra damage it does 78 okay that makes sense and the slow is was 10 to 25 and now it's 10 to 20 and it's halved for range champions and then the health regen it was one scaling up to nine percent now it's one scaling up to five percent so 
I think this is the the pretty big noticeable one is that the amount of healing we'll see on the red buff be um, pretty significant. Because I feel like if you have red buff, then you kind of heal up a decent amount of your health. And now that it's cut by almost half, it should maybe keep these champions at a lower health than, um, than they actually need to, to base. I feel like the sloping have for ranged champions is... Yeah, it's pretty huge. Because, like, that's super fucking annoying for Graves. Because, yeah. Graves and Kindred and all those champions, yeah. It's really strong with those those invades. And it gives more sticking power to melee champions, which I think is good. And as a Yon enjoyer, I have been liking these changes and going, getting my my free red buff. (laughs) Red buff donation. Well, yeah. Do you guys have anything else? Otherwise, we can wrap up. I don't have anything nope. else. Cool. So this has been patch. Oh, I don't want to botch this again. 13. 8.13. 12. Uh, oh, patch. 8.13. <laughs> 12, 8, not episode. <laughs> I got y'all messed episode up Episode 8.13, patch 13.12. Um, and... We will be back next week to talk about some of the new rank changes um, that Riot is implementing with the new Split 2 change that's happening, I think, in a few weeks. Um, July 17th. And again, if you have any... July 17th. Okay, cool. So yeah, it should be coming up within a month, and so we can start talking about that and preparing for the next split. Um, Again, if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, email us at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com and... That's it for episode 813, and we'll see you guys later. Peace. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided. 